Right, okay. So it's already recording, so like I thought that'd be more natural. So we can just start with everyone. Oh, did you? Like, oh, um, oh, wow. That was a great intro tune. <laughs> <laughs> what, the one we just had? Aye, the one we had. The one you spent so long making. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. enjoy it? Um, if I'm honest. Oh, no. I liked it. Oh, he doesn't like it. But I preferred the first two you made, but I didn't want to say it because you'd spent so long making it. I was just <laughs> like, aye, that's really nice. It's wonderful. And I've got like the musical talent of a deaf person. So <laughs> who am I to judge? I mean, to be fair, I made it. Uh, I just gave up. I made too many. And I, now I don't like it. So, so see when you had those comments of like DJs, when they mix little bits of that and they went, oh, that's so easy. Anyone can do that. <laughs> What's your thoughts now considering they make a three point, three, three and a half minute long song? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that. The DJs work hard. It's yeah. hard to create a wee tune on GarageBand. Yeah, and then they'll be using their decks and stuff to make it good. Aye. No, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. I mean, I hope you enjoyed the tune listening. How do we dance to it? But Giuseppe doesn't like it. I mean, who am I? I'm only 49. 49% of this. <laughs> Can we get that written in their contract? I definitely do. <laughs> so, uh, been a big couple of days for us. Podcast went out. I know. Um, I can feel the fame. I feel different walking down the uh, street already. Uh, People are looking head. at me. It's going to my head. <laughs> just, so, just so, just so the listeners know, sixty-one listens by the same person. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, us three. I, I at least at least sort of like upwards of five people, but. What I will say is thank you to everybody who did listen. Thank you very much. To friends who listened, family listened, and particularly to those who don't even know us but gave us a go. I know, man. That's a risky, risky, risky task. Aye. And hopefully they didn't mind you dissing the bedshed. Uh, I mean, I'm not dissing the bedshed because I, my bed's getting picked up tomorrow for because it's broken. So if the bedshed won and give me a loan of a bed... You know where I am. I tweeted the bedshed, but they've Did no, they've, no, they've no get back to me for a bit of sponsorship. Do they have Twitter? <laughs> Aye, the bedshed have got Twitter. I thought like the bedshed was like exclusive to Glasgow with one store. <laughs> Are we exclusive to Glasgow and we've got a Twitter? Oh. Well, I mean. We've got a Twitter, guys. Yes, we do. What's it called, Nevin? It's called Rage Rage Pod. Uh, and we have six followers. Do we have six followers? More than I had when I was actually on Twitter. <laughs> I would love it if folk followed us. Do you know what I would love it? I would love it if folk um, sent us topics. Topics to discuss. Topics to discuss. That could be quite interesting I because... I'd like that. We end up just talking about the same things. Aye. Definitely. Life. <laughs> Definitely. Life, love. So out of those uh, 61 listeners, we've had, I mean, at least one person ask us what the name means. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm pretty sure I don't even know what the name means. <laughs> Along with the jingle. And I mean, since the people want to know, yeah, let's give them what they want. Let's let's inform the masses. So, rage, rage is um, is from a, a poem by Dylan Thomas. I know everyone's falling asleep already, uh, but don't worry. Jesse doesn't want me to use the word poem. Aye, because it feels like we're doing a higher English exam. <laughs> I don't want to do a higher English exam. No, I know, I know. We're not. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it interesting. Okay. We're not going to talk about the poem, but what we can talk about is the reason we chose that like type of thing. So I won't read the poem, but go and check out. It's a good poem. And Jesse's smiling at me because he knows no one's going to go and check a poem out. I mean, 
personally, <laughs> I've not read a poem <laughs> since I was 16, 17. Yeah. And it was forced upon me. Well, have you watched Interstellar? Yes, I have. What's in that? Is if, it? If you can't be That bothered. was a confusing film, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Ends up behind a closet. If you get... <laughs> I mean, wow. Looks through the closet and he's back at home, even though he's travelled about 40 light years into space. It's brilliant. So if you can't be bothered taking 10 seconds to read that poem, watch that four and a half hour film. And <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. Uh, it'll be worth it. Um, but no, it just talks about the different conditions of people in relation to life and death. And it, it talks a lot about what you think of your own life. And we are very guilty for analysing our own lives. Yeah, but... Yeah, I think everybody's guilty of that. But from our, my own point is that, see, when you turn 30, like your whole 29th year, and the whole 28th year, all people say to you is, oh, you're 30 soon. And they put so much pressure mm-hmm. on you turning 30, like it makes any difference to anything because every every number that you turn, you kind of feel the same. I feel 22 still. Maybe 25. 22 to 25 is what I feel. Uh-huh. But like the one age that I could say more than any that I've had that people put pressure on is 30 because there's this outside expectation that you should have all your your thoughts and ideas and your life together mm-hmm. in some sort of like normal fashion. I don't know what normal is, but like you should have, I'll just list what people's expectations are. You should have a, a career that you're happy with. You should have a partner. You should be with that partner working towards marriage, children, yep, both. Um, you should have a house. You should feel that you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish in your 20s to almost settle down yep. and not be as adventurous as when you were in your 20s, like where you would just go spontaneously a night out or go randomly on a, a lad's holiday, which I think is wrong personally because I think... Like there shouldn't be any barriers to what you want to do whenever you want to do it, and maybe that will change. Like as people realise that thirty, like when I was younger, I saw thirty is a lot older than than I feel. Yeah, that, I don't know about you. I think that's the problem. Is that see? Although I totally agree with you, and I would I would love to say I truly feel that all the time that the age isn't a limit. I do feel it. I I do feel slightly under pressure. With regards to what am I doing? Am I, am I gonna? Is it too late to change a career? Is it too late to? Does it begin to get too close to having children? I've got to worry about that, uh, and I do feel that pressure. And I, I agree with you in principle, but I think growing up, you said it at the end there. When you're younger, thirty seems really, really old. When you're twenty, yeah. thirty seems a mile away. Like so it seems like you have, you would have all your stuff together. Aye. You would just be on a. You would know exactly what you wanted to do who you wanted to be with, how you wanted to act. Mm-hmm. You'd be an adult, like a complete adult. And by the letters of the law, we are adults. <laughs> but I don't feel like an adult. And like you said there, um, is it too old to change career? I personally never think it's too old to change career because like, I remember listening to a video once and a guy spoke about it so eloquently where each day, is 16 segments 16 hours roughly speaking people get eight hours sleep maybe not you no um but roughly it's 16 segments in a day that you can influence and you shouldn't worry about the ones before or the ones after because all you can influence in that one moment is those 16 segments and every day 
whether it's a Monday or a Sunday or a Saturday or a Friday, it should be the same level of importance, but we don't do that. We we apply importance on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. People want to get through a Monday and a Tuesday and like I would love to live my life where every 16 segments I live to my fullest. And I know that's difficult when you work, but you can you can use that same train of thought to put it into your work that you're doing and actually enjoy what you're doing. Because if you are enthusiastic about whatever you're doing, then you're going to be happier in your life. Whereas if you're doing a career, Aye. for example, you don't enjoy, no matter what age you are, you're wasting 16 segments five days a week. Yeah. Because for what? For to buy stuff? Well, the consumer culture is huge. That's like consumer consumerism is is what is the downfall of probably the Western world is that we we're so distracted and spending money on things that we want and we're told that we want that we sort of forget to to spend that money or save that money for the things that we actually care about and that actually improve your your quality of life. And I'm guilty of it as well. Yeah, buying a new phone, that. buying a new laptop, getting a new car, getting a new motorbike. At, it's I'm guilty di- of it as well. It's difficult not to be guilty of it because certain certain elements of those goods you you get general happy you you get genuine happiness from. Like a motorbike can would would allow you to go see parts of Britain, the world, and give you joy. That's um, true. But a new motorbike will only give you that dopamine hit for yeah. a few months, and really, then after that, you're getting the same experience you would get on a cheaper motorcycle or. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I can, I completely agree. I don't know where you draw the line, though. Like, at what point is an item materialistic and con- you're just driving consumerism? And what, what point is it just giving you genuine joy, like actual value to yeah, your life? Because in that case, we should all just have a Nokia thirty two ten, and we'd all be happier for it. We would be happier for it because we wouldn't have internet on our phone. We wouldn't have a camera. We would just embrace the moment. Uh, we wouldn't be at a gig videoing it rather than looking at it oh that that's my pet hate because who watches those videos no nobody no. i've done it and i have never ever ever went i fancy watching old gig videos <laughs> get them out because my mum like every year she goes to italy for new new years and every year she maybe videos about five to seven minutes of fireworks. <laughs> and I always watch it and I think, why did you, why did you video that? Fireworks, is that's worse than a gig. Every year. That's like, worse than a It's the same gig. ones as last year. You may as well just keep make, get a hard copy of them and just share them every year and go, oh, look at his, look at Marco's uh, fireworks this year. They yeah. are phenomenal. <laughs> but I mean... Did I, you say that was Natalie? That's Natalie. She could save herself a holiday. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> just not bother going because the only reason you were going for the fireworks don't but bother booking the flights mum you've got it in video yeah I know but I mean obviously part of it for like a the older generation is sharing it with their children and like fireworks just sharing a video Aye, like they just, that's they, true they just like you know when you see the people with the older generation hold the iPad up with a video on <laughs> yeah. and you're like god that'll be us that'll be us with the latest technology when we are Aye. 60 no see, see going back to that point I I know the video you're talking about with the 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 sixteen hour day thing, and the best bit I think about that is the chance to restart every day, because there is no way on God's green earth that I have made the most of every day, and no one has. But I love that with that sort of mindset, which is not it's not always easy to get in that mindset, but with that mindset, you can just go. Do you know what? Today was an absolute write off, but I've got a new segment tomorrow. And there's not really much point worrying about the old segments because they're done. 
Yeah, I mean, if you can have that mindset, like it would help you so much just to get past a bad day. Aye. Because you don't take it into the... Well, you might take it into the next day, but then you can reset yourself and go, well, that tomorrow's a new 16 segments and all I can focus Aye. on is making them good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone of letting one bad thing in one day like ruin my week. Aye. Um, like, for example, uh, what is it? Two days ago, aye, I got a, I got a new motorbike, so buying into consumerism. Oof. Um, it arrived four hours late. <laughs> firstly, so that was it was a night. It wasn't a big deal, but when it was supposed to arrive, it was dry, and when it did arrive, it was pouring a rain like like ridiculous, like that trip back from the sky. So I was like, okay, I'll just put all my waterproofs on. Um, it might be a bit of a rubbish journey. And I'll just be troughing the whole way. Yep. Um, but I'll do it. So I was riding it back to my parents' house to put in the garage. And I was so cautious, like so scared of like dropping it because it's brand new. And I didn't want to go on the motorway. So I thought I'll avoid it. I'll go through the back, back roads. Went over a wee bump and then poof, I was like, oh my God, my exhaust is falling off or something. And I stop. I'm in one of the worst areas of Glasgow, right next to a bus stop. The rain is lashing down. The motorbike tire is flat to a pancake. I phone my breakdown cover. They won't cover me because it's a brand new bike. So I was like, oh God. So I phone, so I signed up to RAC because on RAC it said <laughs> the first 24 hours you get like a, a free call out and if they if they can't fix your bike, they'll take you tow you home. So, phoned them and went, did you take this cover out when you broke down? Uh, yes. Oh, well, that'll be £150. So I was like, oh my God, what a terrible day. And what happened was that day ruined the day after and the day after that because I just felt like annoyed, annoyed mm. about it. Yep. And if I, like, if I had that mentality of just, well, that 16 seg- segments is gone. I can't do anything about it. It happened. Move on. It's hard though because the, the, there's a spillover as well. So, and I think that's the same with most things. There was a spillover that the next day you had to try and sort the tyre and then you had to spend 160 quid on a new tyre. So it does yeah. trickle over. And it's the same with anything, I think, of even if it's just that you've had a bad day, it may be that that specific thing doesn't necessarily go away the next day. So if you encounter somebody really annoying in work and they do your head in, you go, do you know what? Forget that. But the next day you've got to go into work. Yeah. And true. still deal with that person. You know, like I used to have a boss that instead of saying specific, we'd always say Pacific. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how many 16 hour segments you have. When you go and see him every day and he says Pacific, you have to do that Pacific thing. You, you kind of lose, <laughs> you, you lose the will to live, to be honest. I mean, I, I thought you were going to come in with something higher level than no, that. No, no, I mean, that that would really annoy me. I mean, it's an ocean. It's, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> it didn't ruin my day, but it just makes you think, oh, God's sake, can I even say that word? Aye. Um, but, I mean, I guess that takes us, that is ex- exactly a, a reason why the name is quite applicable, the podcast name. Rage Rage? Yeah, because it's it delves into your inner psyche and how you live your life and how people live their life and how different the ways there are to live your life. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that question. I'm obsessed with whether I've made it the most of my life and I'm constantly questioning it to the point that I don't know, you start to begin to think am I, am I actually worrying about it too much and it's affecting I think you are. 
think so. Yeah, I think for some reason it's affected you more than maybe even myself uh, turning 30. Like, I think you, you've, you said the other day, like, like turning 30, like you, you feel like it was a, a critical point. I think it's just that I realise it, it's not really that I think, oh, 30 is bad and, and 30 to 40 will be terrible because I'm now 30, but it's more of it made me think, what did I do with the time I've been given? And now I find myself asking that all the time. So I was, we've all been gifted, if we live to the ripe old age of 30, we've all been gifted a good at least 12 years of um, adulthood to make decisions to get you've got autonomy you can do what you like you can make career decisions you can make relationship decisions you can make decisions about traveling about money and i did think have i utilized those 12 years as well as i could have i can tell you for one thing i've definitely not because <laughs> six of those years i wasn't an adult so i, I was just a child living in an adult's body from <laughs> what do you mean because it, like like because i went to uni for so long um, like I still stayed at my parents I didn't have a pr- proper job um, I still heavily relied on them for like loads of things that you, you wouldn't want to true um, so f- like f- like until 24 I was still heavily relying on that and I guess f- from my point of view that if I if I if I had carried on till 30 feeling that kind of same way like I would have definitely turned 30 for like thought the same thing like i because I, I when i was younger i used to put a lot a lot of onus on number like the number of age like what i wanted to achieve by 30 so like when i was like 21 i was like so driven by like money mm-hmm. and like that kind of shaped my career path at that time like all i wanted to do was make money so that's why i did a master's to study in oil and gas because money um and all i wanted was the best car um the kind of best stuff, the nice flat, like the all that stuff that goes with it. And because essentially the oil and gas industry spat me up and chewed me out. No, that's the wrong way around. <laughs> chewed me up and spat me out. <laughs> because it chewed me up and spat me out, it kind of forced me to reset like my expectations and what was important to me. Yep. Like, and it changed what was important to me. What was important to me was having a job that I enjoyed which had good work-life balance, which gave me, someone once called it fun tokens, what money is, fun tokens. Yep. It gives you the fun tokens to do what you enjoy, with who you enjoy. And that's the way I see a job now. Whereas before, I, like, I was obsessed with this idea that my job would be everything to achieve everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. So the job would take me places in the world. The job would provide me the items like material goods. Um the job would just fulfill all my ambitions. Yeah. Uh, whereas in reality, it doesn't. I think that's something that people get sucked into as well, that you should enjoy your job. And, and that is the ideal scenario. And who wouldn't want that? Who has that? Like the, Exactly. Like, like, I don't know who has that. I think like you can get too sucked up and it actually makes you more unhappy because you're thinking, I'm not enjoying my job and I should be enjoying my job. But sometimes... That just isn't the way it works for probably the majority of people. And you should maybe just sort of look at it in that sense yeah. of like, yeah, don't be in a job you hate. If you hate it, find something new. But see if it's not too bad, gives you decent money. And it's something that, get, like you say, gives you those fun tokens and lets you then do what you like for holidays, for weekends. Sometimes that can make you happier just 
stop worrying all the time that your job isn't like the most fulfilling or the happiest job in the world or what you would do as a dream job? Like, I don't, I don't know about you, like, do you know, like, I only know one of my friends, like, obviously our friendship group, like, it's across each other, but I only know one of my friends that actually that I know loves his job and and he'll probably laugh me saying this, he loves his job because he he basically gets to walk around a forest and get free firewood. Oh, yeah. I, like, I know who you mean. Like, he, that's why he loves his job. Like, so, and obviously there's other elements. So I think it's like free cakes and tea in the in the office. So it's a really good atmosphere. But like, apart from him, the rest of my friends, like, I struggle to think that someone that loves their job, like, the, some of them like it, I guess, but most of them bear it. They don't, they don't really, they don't love it. Yeah. No, I, 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 mean, I don't. I don't. His know if job that's is a, his job is very wholesome, though. Yeah, very wholesome job. I don't know if it's a be all and end all to love your job. Do you think his job is different because it's not sort of like business focused as well? Like it, it's not all about making money for the man. No, because I've worked in a in a, in a job for a company that it's not about making money for the man. You're, you're like in charge of like providing a service to the people that's paid by the people. Yep. Um, and I can assure you. No one in that organisation was loving their job. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the same I work for. I, I don't work for a company that, that is designed to make profit and, and it's the same. It's the same thing. You, your job is never as, as good as you hope it will be, I don't think. you just got to make the most of what you, what you, what you do and um, enjoy the situation you're in. And if you don't enjoy the situation, change. That's, that's what I would do. Like, if I don't I, think it's always that easy though. If you've got a mortgage, it's not. It's a big. It's a big risk to change sometimes. Yeah, but what's a bigger risk? The risk of potentially like being a bit stressed for a, a couple of months, a couple of years, or being on your deathbed going, "I wasted 40, 50 years of my life doing something I don't even enjoy," that's, because I was thinking, "Oh, what about the mortgage?" That's okay. That's true. That's true to a certain extent. I think it's a slider. So. It depends how unhappy you are in your job, I think. Yeah, like if you wake up, if, like obviously, cause as I mentioned in the, the first uh, pilot, I had I've had quite a few jobs, and I remember I worked for this particular company. My God, I hated it like every day. What did the company do? Don't name them, but what did they do? What was their job? Cold calling. That's what oh. they did, essentially. Oh, that's rough. They tricked you. The cold calling, it was a cold calling cult, <laughs> is what I would call it. <laughs> it was like, trying to convince you that it was actually good, but in reality, what you were doing was calling people who didn't want to hear you all day, and um, then celebrate it by dressing up on a Friday. Dressing up? Uh, you know, dressed down day? No, dressed up, like themes. Oh, Like Jesus. American, or like Halloween. Every Friday? Every Friday. Every what, single what, what Friday. What was your favourite day? <laughs> your favourite dress? My favourite dress was actually when I got to war where I went in as an oil rigger because I didn't have to bother because I had the oil rig <laughs> outfit. So I just wore that and it was quite comfy so you could just wear whatever you want under it. But also with that element of the job was they expected you to go out like socialising with them like what did they call it it was like moral like, in respect it was like, like no, team building Norwegian words and they would make you go out to like drink with them essentially they'd make pay you. yeah they'd go they'd guilt trip you like have you never been guilt tripped nah not by a company 
Right, well. By pals, by you. Yeah, but like, well. If I don't drink, so, so they, would, hell to pay. they would guilt trip you because they would do a weekly round robin. And in the weekly round robin, they would call out people <laughs> who ha- haven't brought much in either. Like, which it, I think that meant like culture. Mm-hmm. They haven't brought enough culture to the office. Like, what company does that? When do you ever go to the office and go, Isabel, you're not bringing much culture to this office. You so, just keep going up and down there to get a tea. So like Big Pat for Drumchapel, he's not bringing enough culture. Yeah. They call him out, Yeah, it? they call him out. What kind of culture is he bringing? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that is, so that wasn't a good experience. So if your job's like that, leave it. Even if you're on furlough, leave it. Tell me, I want to know more about what you dressed up as on Fridays. I can't believe I didn't know this. Um, well, Every a, Friday. There's an Instagram 52. page. There's an Instagram page of that office because yes. what they did was they had separate Instagram pages for every office in in the UK, and they had about five offices uh, in the UK, and they had offices all around the world, and all around the world had the same thing, the Instagram pages. And what you realised, so when I was like four months in, I realised when I looked back, every six months the people in the pictures were different. And what does that tell you, Devin? Uh, that they're unhappy in their job. It tells you that everyone leaves after six months. Did it, was it full of folk, uh, like in primary school, dressing up as easy stuff? Like no, it was full Fire of, a ranger's top on, goes a footballer? No, like people were really into it, to be fair. They loved it, eh? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're good at sales and you enjoy like that kind of element of work, then like, fill your boots is a perfect job. But for me, no, no, it wasn't. Like, I'm not very good on the telephone. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing a podcast, to be honest, but... Aye. How do you think we're doing? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess you tell me. Um, I, I don't know. I was kind of thinking, if again, if you've got this far through, thank you very much. But I think of it kind of... You kind of said that we're talking nonsense last time, and I sort of agree, but in a positive way. It's just kind of chit-chat. It's a kind of chit-chat you'd have with a pal. And I sort of think, see if we can be that for somebody. I'd love that. See if even one person was like, ah, this is quite good to just have you listen to and like unwind and yeah. listen to some crap. Because we're just, we're imparting our experience of life. So mm-hmm. we've both lived for 30 years and we're just imparting what we've experienced. And that might provide something to someone. Yeah. Well, that- I mean, listening to you provides something to me because I get to hear your train of thought your way of thinking, your way of living. Yeah. Well, I enjoy, I enjoy this for that reason. I kind of like listening to you talk through these things, so I'm hoping somebody feels the same. So, so what do you think you want to do about the way you felt when you turned 30 and the fact that you were doubting things? And That's a good point. Uh, what do you do when you feel like that? I, I think what I have done is consciously, he's on his phone again. I'm checking oh. the script. Oh, you're I'm to, pouring my heart. You're gonna have to. I'm pouring my heart out. to this. <laughs> I'm no bleeping in now. Right, well, I was that. just checking the bullet points you gave me. <laughs> you're revealing all the secrets. Well, you revealed the scenario that I'm. I'm not just listening to you intently. Instead, I'm looking <laughs> at my phone like I'm interested in something else. Do you know? He just, he just said, "I love listening to you talk, Craig," and then he whipped that phone at. You should, if you had a Nokia, we wouldn't be here. That's true, because it doesn't have a note. You'd be playing Snake. Like, I, a couple of years ago, I seriously contemplated buying, like, I not remember, even a, I remember you wanted something yeah, you, just that had WhatsApp yeah, and nothing else. Yeah, basically, I want a phone. I don't know if there is any phones out there. Tweet us. 
if you find a phone out there, <laughs> that you can only download WhatsApp. It has a cam. It does it have a camera? It has a camera because everyone needs a wee spontaneous picture. Need a camera. I like a picture. But you can't download anything else. You can't even get on the internet because that's that's taking away the element of surprise. You know when you know when we people used to have debates like with our friends and nobody knew what the actual truth was. So it was just like you would leave the pub thinking the earth was flat. I'd leave the pub thinking the earth was round. And no one would be they would have their opinions, but the internet wouldn't have told them. I mean, maybe that's not a good example because the internet I'm, probably has many examples of the earth being flat. Well, that's true. I, I, I'm very guilty of that. I love checking something in Google, but it does stifle conversation. Yeah, and like also, like a friend was telling me, like, do you remember? So like he was talking about his, his parents and he like is jealous of them because when they were young and they went on holiday, they couldn't research all the details of the destination so they knew where the best coffee shop is so they knew what to see the element of like like a spontaneous find had gone had disappeared they couldn't just go mm-hmm. to say we went to rome and find a wee unique uh pastry shop around the corner from a square because they knew where to go right. that, taking that element of surprise away and like that's something that technology phone social media has a lot to answer for because yes in some ways it's brought so much in the sense that you can not waste time going to places that are rubbish. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. The opposite argument yeah, of but, you save a lot of time. But at the same time, are we losing our connection with just being in a place? Like going to the supermarket, picking up your apples, smelling them. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't yeah, be that's true. <laughs> but, but like picking up your apples and looking at it, making sure you're not picking a batched one, a bashed one <laughs> and leaving that for someone who goes click and collect. Oh, I've just discovered click and collect and I am never going shopping again. But like, so like for me, coming from a family that are very into their food, I like to like look at my food and see it and make sure it's good. Make sure it's the right cut of chicken. Make sure the chicken looks like it's fresh. Make sure that the vegetables look alive. I don't know. Do we what? live in a country where that's that possible? Um, You're not choosing your chicken. Your chicken just comes in a big No, I don't mean the, I don't I don't mean the actual chicken from the hen. <laughs> no, I mean that's I mean, what I mean. I mean I, the you chicken can't even... in, in the wee packet. So you look, like, oh well that one looks more full. Do you? <laughs> oh that one looks better like oh that one's full of fat. I just pick up any old crap. It's two <sighs> quid. Be, it's because you're Scottish. <laughs> Scottish food. Giuseppe thinks the Scottish people don't appreciate food. Well, like as a half Scottish, half Italian person, I can say wholeheartedly that there is a reason why the UK as a whole has probably one of the worst health standards when it comes to food in Europe because all we do is eat junk food. We're Americanized. Yeah. This isn't maybe a... like there, Obviously, there's many people in Scotland and, and the UK that eat very healthy and eat very well, but proportionally, a lot of, a lot of people don't. Like They, they just have those oven-ready meals. Yeah, Oven-ready. Yeah, I mean, it's just chicken and rice. That's all you can eat if you're trying to be healthy in Scotland. <laughs> exactly. That's nothing else. Like, well, like, Italian is a Mediterranean diet, so that's... Well, a lot of seafood. That's known for being very healthy, whereas, like, a, a lot of the years in Scotland, like, we haven't had experience because of the climate to have these different types of foods. What we do now, and obviously we're, we're getting better at that, but how many how many Scottish restaurants are there around the world, Craig? No, I don't know. Is Haggis healthy? Um, don't know. You're gonna have to Google that one. No, we can't. Any? 
Uh, my assumption would be it's probably not because it's not it's not just all the leftovers shoved in a stomach. Yeah, but <laughs> like just, yeah, but it's just not like smashing in the sheep's skull, getting the eyeballs, getting the brain, getting the nostrils, the anus, smashing it all together, mm. making it look like mince and putting it inside a sack. I mean, that, yeah, if we've got any foreign um, listeners, try it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean quite that's nice. a, that's a cracking review <laughs> from Giuseppe there. Take the anus and the skull, smush them together, put it in a stomach. I mean, and then you have to wash it down with whiskey. Don't taste a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye. Well, that's us at 32 minutes and we said we would cancel it. Yeah, but what we, what we never actually established was what you're going to do about the way you feel. Oh, oh that's because I can. That's because you asked me and you popped out your phone and were texting. No, but I generally want to know. Like, I'm looking at you right now. Oh, right, okay. Let's make this last wee five minutes worth it for people. I think what a... The only thing you can do is change your mindset and go, like, your 16-hour day. What's been and gone is is done. I can't change what I've done with my 20s. I can be grateful for all the good decisions I made and I can learn from the bad decisions I made. Or... Not, maybe not bad decisions, but the the lack of, of things I have done. So if there is something I think, I didn't make a most of that in my 20s, I've still got my 30s to do all those things. Uh, it's not the end of my life. I've just got to make sure I utilise this time properly. And if there's something I want to do, I want to make sure I get to 40 and go, I made as much out of my 30s as I could. Do, do you think it's healthy, like living that mindset of sectioning it off as your 30s? section off as your 40s would it not be better just to see it as life and not put a ceiling on targets so that when you are 39 you start panicking but i think i've not done this i've not done that like listen off things whereas if you just live i want to achieve this in my life um hmm. i think i might disagree because then you can put stuff off so the stuff that i put off i didn't worry about time in my 20s because i thought i'm young i've got forever and then I did feel regret when I got to 29. So although, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It would be lovely to just live a life where I don't even worry about that. I know that I will at 39 go, oh, right, what have I done with my 30s? It's natural. I think it is natural to worry about whether you've you've done enough. And yeah, that's that's a great, a, a great ethos to live by and to actually feel like, oh, I don't care, time is meaningless. But I think if I'm more conscious of that compartmentalization. Of, Thank you for saying that properly. <laughs> If I'm more conscious of it, I'm probably more likely to not let that slip and not go, oh, I've got forever. And then I get to 39 and I go, oh, man, I didn't do any of the things I said I would do. Yeah, I mean, I can see your point because a lot of people put things off till they retire. And that is pretty much the last, like, like how I live my life. I would I would personally never do that because my mom and dad did that. And I think when they look back, they might regret that because... You're not as yeah. active. You're not as your mindsets change. You're more scared. You you don't want to be as adventurous. You don't want to go travel the world if that's what you wanted to do in your thirties. Um, yeah. You don't want to bungee jump. You don't uh, want to skydive. You don't want to do these things that in your thirties you're like, oh, I'll do that when I've got more time. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I could do a whole episode on that, like retirement doing things in retirement versus doing things now. Do you work during your young years and save for a great retirement? Or do you just accept that your retirement might not be as comfortable, but you've you've made the most of your, your younger years? And I think that'd be a good one. 
that I could honestly talk about that all day because that's part of me always worrying about whether I'm making the most of my life and that means like I have worked the last 10 years is that the right thing to have done or should have taken career breaks should I have do you mean left my job for a couple of years and done something else I think career breaks is a good thing aye it's a great thing if you've got a job a career break you're, you're absolutely sold and you should definitely use it 100% I've not used mine yet and I, 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 I need to it's a it's a gift do you know what I mean? To know yeah, that you'll come back to that career. It's a guarantee for you. Like you, you are offered the opportunity for like a mini retirement, a midlife retirement where you experience things you want to do now mm-hmm. so that when you go back to work, you're like refreshed. You're a new you, you're the new Nevin where you feel satisfied with your, your time off and you're like re-energized to be able to commit your all to your current role yeah. and feel more enthusiastic about it because... When you when you travel for a while, you do get tired. You do you get lethargic. You you don't want to like you, you like everything becomes the same. So if you do like loads of city breaks, ones after another, they all just end up merging into one city. Yeah. And if you go to hostels and you like having to speak to the like, it ends up like meeting similar personalities and you like, you're not your same self. Whereas yeah, if so everything can become stale is what I'm trying to say. So. Yeah, it's like, about yeah. variety, but yeah. it, it's about, I, I, I agree the debate is whether you have that variety now or later. There's an excellent, um, she does podcasts and stuff, but she's a comedian called Alice Fraser, do you know her? No. Right, recommend her special, I think it's on Amazon or something like that. She talks about the, the death of her mum and what it made her um, feel about her life. And she says something very, very similar. And I, I think I've told you about it before, but just for the listeners, she says that people make a bet every day when they choose to go to a nine to five that they don't enjoy. And the bet is this, that they will be as capable of enjoying themselves in the future as they are now. And they live for retirement, assuming that they will be able to enjoy that without realizing that kids changes things, illnesses in the family change things, money changes things, and you don't know where you'll be in 10, 15, 20 years. And is that a bet that you're willing to make? But do you think that people like are making that bet subconsciously and they're not actually aware that they're making that bet daily? Um, I, I think yeah, I think there is something subconscious about it. And I think it's it's built into society that you work when you're young. And, and the, reason, the reason that that has to happen in society is so that you can pay your taxes and we can look after the it's older. It's a machine, a juggernaut. Aye. To earn the fat cat's money. But if everyone young did that, there would be no one paying tax. Like, and and how does how does a, a sort of economy like ours sustain itself? They must hate the influencers. So they, they pay tax. Well, they should pay tax. Not if they're all in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They don't pay tax in Dubai. That's, and that's what we're trying to do, guys. So if you can get us... Yeah, up get there, us to Dubai, please. Give us a like and a follow. A free bed from the bedshed. And a trip to Dubai. Imagine that was your influencer, like, market, bedshed. I think it was a good chance. Hey, guys, if you put in the code Rage Rage, you'll get 10% off your pine bed at bedshed. Always red pine. <laughs> red pine and oak. <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> changed in about 30 years. And because it'll break after 10 days, you'll need that discount. You'll be sleeping on a mattress for seven weeks. <laughs> Should we call it there? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to round it. Like, basically... Slag bedshed and We've summarised where Rage Rage came from. It, it, it's like deeping, uh, looking deeply into one another's lives and the way we live. Yeah. And we even debated whether that's the right thing to do. 
and and that's how our podcast will, will go on to be honest <laughs> yeah even though we're not convinced it's the right thing to do analyze your life let's do a podcast on it maybe it'll stop us doing it all the time we can do it during the podcast yeah so everyone can hear it and hear how pathetic we are great yeah but then they can Bring just on think, episode three what are we going to do for episode three try to give them a teaser i don't even know what we're going to do um why don't we do um retirement as you discussed that's a good one live for now or live for later yep right okay let's do that and if you've got any ideas honestly i know it's a bit cheesy to say like oh get on the social medias guys give us a like and a follow but messages we've also got a gmail rageragepod.gmail.com good name send us in a send us in a wee topic or if you're interested in for the bedshed we could do a full episode on the bedshed we'll get you some sweet discount in the bedshed guys talk about every single bed <laughs> sizes dimensions episode three the bedshed wood type your bedshed don't sell mdf wood they sell proper wood like good stuff like my aye. friend would be proud of it the good gear oh yeah yeah, yeah forest he, he, friend yeah he'd be very f- f- proud of it proper wood <laughs> what do you think of the bedshed i've not asked him right we'll get him on next week okay um, we can't because no, nah, we're not going to do that because we don't. We're not. Gonna, we've not got another mic. COVID. We don't have another mic. This is what in the studio. I also, also COVID. I in the studio. That's all. Gla- all singing, all dancing studio. Um, have we decided on a sign off, or will we just whisper by like we, we did creepily whisper, last time? Whisper by. All right. But yeah. To be fair, one of our friends did say you need to make a jingle for that. A jingle for the outro. Yep. The jingle for the intro took me about three weeks. So we just go. Aye, but remember, you've got to tell them, like, remember, don't share this any further. Don't share anywhere. Right. Like, only you. Just for you. We don't, I don't want to talk to anybody else, all right? See, if we do this podcast for 10 years and all we have is 61 downloads in every single episode, I know that we're doing well. But if it goes above 61, I know you guys are sharing. <laughs> First rule of Rage Rage Pod, do not share. Aye. See, if that number goes up, we'll be... There's a leak. We'll be raging. Do you like that? Rage raging. We'll be rage raging. Uh, okay. Hey, we'll just whisper by. Well, I mean, that's kind of ruined the illusion that we're in a podcast. Just whisper by. <laughs> right. Bye-bye. Right, we'll see you all later. Right. Bye-bye. Done.